0: Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad. We realise that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown... We had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yep. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. we talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new Head of Operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete. Um, gym owner an all-around nice guy um, yeah and there's there's so much good information and good content there that and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah. can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing so yeah this is a great format you can do it on the go put it in your car listen to it it's a bit interactive so you're gonna have seen us answer questions and stuff like that yeah it's a bit different um, you know but if you're listening to this obviously yeah um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear uh, podcast
0: at everre.co.uk awesome Dave, yeah enjoy the episode and uh, we'll catch up with you soon yeah all the best now, great to see some people on the live we've got we got Abby we've got Jerome, here. we've got the, the designated rock carrier um we've got simon mark Mike yeah great to see um, some familiar faces on the live and, and yeah today was kind of topical really obviously we were away last week mm-hmm. um we were in, in Denmark and andorra um just having some um on some business and also little bit of uh, skiing as well, which is pretty cool. I'm a skier now. Yeah, but you did well. You did I'm, well. I'm from sk- going from zero mm. to where you are now is absolutely amazing. Yeah,
1: I, I'm thinking of um, the Lhotse face <laughs> in winter. I was going
0: to say, wow, that is, uh, that is, that's a big one.
1: Well, I did my first green, I did my first blue, and then I thought to myself, Lhotse face. Wow.
0: Well, so it's good to set a goal, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, mate, you did really Bring well. Bring a parachute. <laughs> uh, Paul Hillier as well. Hey Paul, how you doing, mate? Just off the fresh off the back of winter skills up in North Wales, mate. Great, can't wait to see your pictures. Yep. Um, but I saw some from from Stevie. It, it looked looked like epic conditions. So yeah, yeah, great to great to hear that you um, you had a good time, Paul. Um, but thanks for thanks for your message as well. I know we um I think uh, one of the one of the team posted your message as well on here. So we'll we'll, we'll go into that about the uh, specifics of the winter skills. But yeah, mate, great to hear you have a, a, a good time um myself i'm at scotland this weekend with um lots of evertrekkers uh, and obviously steve in in the Cairngorms. so i'm really excited fingers crossed that the snow is still there because it's going to get a little bit milder mm. but anyway today was off the back of you know the first live we did um you know a couple of weeks ago now which was obviously about resolutions challenges we wanted to focus on on the kind of winter stuff really because you know it has been you know a bit chilly the last few days uh, sorry the last few weeks and we thought, you know, a lot of you are out there in the mountains, you know, let's chat about winter trekking, you know, what, how relevant it is to, to kind of doing the treks, um, you know, obviously the trips that we run. Um, and also, you know, some of the questions that pop up around winter trekking, you know, around mm-hmm. crampons, maybe route choice, um, you know, things about kind of what level you should aim for to do specific trips. Yeah. Um, you know, do you need your own crampons? You know, what sort of down jackets are you know, all those questions that, that that come from that when you're talking about winter trekking. So, yeah, guys, any questions, do drop them in the comments. i put the little kind of um uh, it's like a rotating word thing that goes to the bottom. Is, Just, is it that yeah, see at the bottom there? So there it's gonna, it is, there yeah, it is. Nice. And it's, then it's coming it's, back. There it is. Well, you, wow, I start watching tennis thing. Yeah, exactly.
1: Wow. Gonna get some tennis hate
0: now, <laughs> It's gonna be a hell of a racket. But um I don't that was bad. Unbelievable. Mate. Unbelievable. Mate, dad jokes coming out. Is this Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could I couldn't resist.
1: You know what happens once we start down Pun Street as well. well. That's sort what's of back and forth. Isn't yeah, you know,
0: it's
1: like <laughs> Oh, honestly, mate. I can't fault you. I can't fault. I, I, you.
0: I, I, I can literally hear the laughs from inside yeah, the life, yeah. So, I think um... they're cracking up right now. Oh there. My God. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Brilliant. Um, there's a lot of love in here. Yeah. Do you, do you know that one? Yeah, no, I know. No, I do? Yeah. yeah, I know. Because yeah. I'm thinking, does Dave watch tennis? I'm not sure if you've ever been a tennis I've seen
1: I've seen tennis before. You've seen tennis. I know it's, it goes, you've seen tennis. I know that the scoring is, like, mental.
0: It is Is, it, is it love means Z and you've got nothing? Uh, yes. Yeah. Deuces, you're both equal? Yes. Although, yeah, I think deuces if there's... Because I think there's love, 15, 30, 40. And if it's 40, 40, it's then so what? Juice were they smoking when they came up with that like why not just like
1: one I don't know one nil I really First don't know five anyway any, any questions about tennis guys just <laughs> drop us a message and welcome to the the TTI what's that the, the tennis tips
0: Investigator. Tuesday Tuesday yeah <laughs> I don't know it's got to be on a Tuesday uh, Marky V how you doing David Clift oh great stuff guys I hope you're all well uh, Marky V fresh off the back of a Cuba trip I hope you had a great time mate mm-hmm. some of those uh, picks looked awesome um, all those classic cars <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we're really excited We've, um, uh, just for those who have just joined us We're going to start by talking about winter trekking Because of how chilly it's been recently mm. um, And obviously I know a lot of people are due to go on trips Some people have been on trips uh, I'll say Paul Hillier just been on the um, the winter skills up in North Wales We had our first summit, Kili, this, uh, was it, back uh, yesterday? Sunday, yeah Was it Sunday morning? I think, Sun- I think it was Sunday, was it, yeah Yeah, yeah, no, it's great, yeah it's great. 100% be, as well, which is great
1: Yeah, 100%, is, let's, let's keep that up for the rest of the year, I think but um, definitely, yeah, no, it's awesome to get back over there and um, see some of the pictures and stuff like that. I actually yeah. the conditions are quite mild over there at the minute. They did. I thought that. I mean, I don't know whether that's uh, just like a one-off or climate change or what have you, but it's something to keep an eye on because they do talk about the glacier on top of Killy yeah. getting smaller and smaller every single year. Yeah. And, um, and yet, yeah, certainly probably... the pictures that we've, re- that we've uh, received, uh, the, I don't know how cold it was, but in terms of the amount of snow on the top, it looks like it's... Um, yeah, it looks like it's uh, quite mild over there.
0: Yeah, it did. I, I don't know if they've had low snowfall or whatever it is, but um, yeah, it certainly looked quite mild. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Any uh, usually there's someone on here from uh, who's in uh, Kili. I know we're back in the last show because we had a lot of people in um, in Tanzania. But yeah, anyone that has recently come back, share your experiences. It'd be interesting to, to kind of hear about what your um, journey to, to top of Kilimanjaro is, yep. or anywhere. We just had some um, people on the summit of uh, Tupcal as well, so yeah. which is fantastic, our first summit of the year. So yeah, we've got a little bit of time before it kind of kicks off a bit in the pool. We've got a few months, but um, it's great to see people out there on trips um, at the moment. I know there's uh, it's a bit mad at the moment around the world, obviously, um, uh, you know, if, unless you've been hiding under a rock, one of Jerome's, um, you will have heard about uh, Peru and obviously the protests and everything that's happening out there. Mm-hmm. and uh, thankfully we're we you know, from the communications we've had it it won't be too long before that uh, never easy yes, never but easy this is adventure travel right it's always uh, always it something is, yeah <laughs> it is yeah i mean i
1: mean well say <laughs> from America at the minute is um back in the last year there was um protests in ecuador mm. and now obviously there's uh protests in peru yeah, yeah yeah also cotopaxi um that decided to become way more active yeah so we we're unable to climb cotopaxi yeah it's absolutely crazy out there um, you know things are things you know like with any political unrest in in these places you know it'll flare up and it'll die down
0: and there's never that in the UK right really really <laughs> it's because it's because <laughs> of the UK is
1: so well managed information is so accurately distributed to the uh, citizens that um, we yeah.
0: have no need to complain <laughs> anyway i don't want to make it so. Boring. and anyway um,
1: <laughs> we start that yeah, so, tennis, so that's, politics. that's fiction corner that's um, fiction corner, that's okay. fiction corner is that what yeah. we're
0: going to call it but no yeah winter trekking i've got lots to talk about yeah um you know we'll definitely any questions about anything uh bev i know you mentioned about peru yeah throw your question out there and uh we'll, we'll obviously um you know answer it as best we can and definitely um start about winter trekking then because obviously right now the conditions are amazing um you know especially you know you're looking at north wales you're looking at the peak district the lake district Bracken beacons you know the cairngorms you know if you go into over towards um you know the nevis range like you're kind of spoiled for choice at the moment really mm. we hope that lasts you know into the next couple of months, so you can really get your, your, you know, your your training and your skills, and really time on in in winter conditions. Because you know, sometimes it's not about the, the technical skills; it's just about the the length of time you spend in that environment and the things yep. you pick up and the confidence you pick up from being in those conditions. And then when you're on Killy, it's bad weather, or you're on, you know, the summit of of, of Chimborazo, or you know, you're on Merah Peak you know, any, any of the trips, TubeCal and winter, you've got the extra confidence having been through those experiences.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know I, mean? I think that you don't want the first time that you need to deploy those skills and equipment yeah. to be when you need them the most. You want to have practice the situation safely yeah. in like the similar environment. <clears throat> I mean, our winter skills courses, they teach you learn so much more than just how to put crampons on, how yeah. to use the many ice axes and stuff like that. There's a yeah. lot that gets wrapped up in it in terms of, you know, uh, surviving and actually completing a trip well and safe yeah. at that in those types of conditions. Because the cold is hostile. When you're in, like, you've got cold, you've got frost, you've got ice, you've got wind, you know, you've got low temperatures, all of these yeah. things. It's quite a hostile environment. So knowing what equipment to bring, knowing, you know, how to manage that equipment, when to use it, when to take it off. Um, yeah, you, you. I really do think there's absolutely no substitute for actually going there and being taught. Yeah, um, It's how we learn... I mean, even on, and the thing is you learn all the time. It's important yeah. to keep trekking through the winter because you do, you know, the, one of the big things that I think people get to, and it happened to me because I underestimated the weather on Tupacar, Yeah, which, you know, just simple things like water. Mm. You know, I went quite a few hours on Tupacal without a drink because when I set off in the morning, even though I knew it was kind of cold in the morning, yeah, yeah. I expected it to get warmer throughout the day, but it didn't. It got colder. So all my water froze in the pipe and in the so bladder. So I was really thirsty. Wow! Now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's funny because I know that on a cold mountain, yeah. you should bring a bottle of water in an insulated bowl or a bottle of hot water or something, yeah. so you've got a drink. But even that that complacency, even after all these years, I yeah. still thought to myself, "It'll be okay." And by going through the training, by doing regular treks in the mm-hmm. winter, it erases that complacency. So yeah, hundred percent. I'm still learning now. Yeah, you know how to manage that. Um,
0: and you're always learning, aren't you? I think um, through life and, you know, um don't want to go too deep into the, uh, you know, certain things, but certainly you, I think so the day you die, you, you're kind of learning. And every time you're in the mountains, you're learning something about yourself and something about what happens. You know, um, not always as obvious as, you know, the first time you put your winter boots on and you're on like mixed terrain or a bit of snow and how to navigate those conditions, you know, um, that's obviously the specific skills, but. You know, you're always learning things about yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and every journey. And like you said, you know, the amount of times, amount of amount of days and in, in our life we spent on high altitude, which is a lot, um, you're still you're still always learning, you know. I, I even think people like NIMS or people like Kent and Cool, you know, always learning things about themselves, even though they've summited, you know, um, you know, dozens of eight thousand yeah. meter peaks. I think you're always learning 100%. on these things and hundred percent. Um obviously there's some basics, you know, when it comes to um, winter stuff and you know, we talk about what is it, Steve, who's, um, uh, you know, uh, Ian Jones um, and Paul would have met uh, the weekend just gone. Uh, great to hear you guys had an awesome time as well, and obviously with Steve and Connor. Um, and, you know, look, looked very jealous, guys. That, that looked amazing, the conditions. Yeah. But they talk about um, uh, well, specifically, uh, I don't know our training with Steve, about rep rep, yeah. Um, which, yeah, go into that, David. So, like rep that. is something that's really yeah. good. It was
1: one of the things that I forced myself to remember. Mm. And pretty much every trip that I go on, it's always there now, ticking over in the back of my mind. And rep is stands W-R-E-P and W weather. Yeah. So consider the weather, gain the forecast, learn as much about what you expect to happen throughout the time that you expect to be in the mountains as possible. Yeah. Next one, route. Yep. you know you factored in the weather the weather will impact your route massively for yep. instance if you were going out to do a ridge walk or something like that and you know that it's forecasted to be very high winds you might want to reconsider that option because yes. it's not going to be safe or not That's as done. safe e equipment you know these all inform each other depending on the weather and the route will inform what equipment you're going to bring um, you know am I going to need crampons am I going to need yeah. an ice axe am I going to need more water you know is it going to be like warmer than I expect it to yeah. am I going to yeah. have to look after that water to stop it from freezing while I'm out there those type of things it all comes under equipment and then obviously you know boots, jackets, hats spare clothes yeah. and then P which is perhaps one of the most important is people um, when you're actually going on a trip and you are yeah. heading out into the mountain region you want to consider like who's with you and cater to their ability. There's no point just dragging someone along on a trip that you want to do because you want company, but they're not as trained, not as capable or not as confident to be able to do it. Yeah. Because that's where you get either, you know, past the point of no return where, you know, you can't really go back and then you can't really continue safely. Yeah. And also fatigue, people's fitness levels come into play. Um, It all makes a massive, massive difference. I mean, one of the biggest ones We'll talk about it in a bit, but we, we've got some routes and some of our preferred yes. training routes. But one of them, which I did, I did it in summer, which was the, the CMD route on Ben Nevis. Yeah. And I definitely would consider, you know... That's a toughie in winter, right? It's a very, very yeah, tricky one in winter. winter. Might be one Make I'd even wind. consider employing... Get a guide for it. Getting yeah. get a guide or I something like that. Because the one thing that guiding has for you, which is why we always guide our trips, which is why we use people like Steve... Yeah. Is you're not like you're not just gonna find out what the weather's like and what the conditions are like that day. Yeah. Those local guys that have been on the mountain for the whole season, they know what paths are dangerous. They know what paths are safe. They know which paths have been working for people, um, and they can cater it and make sure that you maximise the experience whilst also maximising your
0: chances of you know coming down safely. Yeah. So yeah, people is a big one. People is a big one. I think it also talks about. You know, obviously, you're thinking. You know, depending on who you're with or if you're on your own. I know there's a lot of um, you know solo trekkers out there that kind of just like to get out there, and I'm I can I can certainly be one of those. Um, you know, a bit of a lone wolf sometimes. Um, obviously, unless we're, we're less wear out. Um, and yeah, you've got to have that personal confidence that you're okay to get yourself out of that situation. You know, with your skills that you have. Um, and ask yourself, you know, are you, you know, do you have the the knowledge and the navigation and the kind of experience those conditions before you do put yourself in any any dangers um you know and sometimes you know we're we, we you know as human beings we can take risks and we can put ourselves out there that is part of growing i think you know naturally is mm-hmm. we were pushing the comfort zone our own comfort zone um and expanding those things and um, you know I, I was chatting to uh, to paul um uh, paul hillier who, who just come off the um you know winter skills in 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 north wales and we were talking i think at the beginning of the, it might have been was at the end of last year paul I, remind me but i know we were talking about get it out there and having the um, you know, you like Paul is out a lot on some big days. You're talking like 12 hours or more in the mountains, um, you know, but he's obviously built up those skills and pushed himself over that period of time. And it's great to see that. And now obviously he's pushing himself even more. He's into the winter conditions. And then now it'll probably give him more confidence then going through, um, uh, you know, when he's in his own or with his mate or when he's on a trip going forward. And, um, you know, which I think is, is huge. And there's, there's, it's, it's So it's priceless, really, mm-hmm. those skills, because you get to experience some amazing things. I mean, geez, I, you know, some of the winter routes, you know, which we'll go into now, like I suppose off the bat, one of the big ones I kind of did in North Wales, which is actually a really good one, um, was um, I did uh, Vower actually, which is basically the, the Glidderite, which is uh, if, Ogwen Valley. So you've got, um, you know, Clamberis, kind of that, you know, that near Snowdon or, uh, or Oitherv as it's called. Um, and now you've got Ogwen Valley. And you've got one you can look over to the carnity which is like these giant kind of massive like it looks like whales coming out of the landscape um and on the other side you've got the jaggedy kind of glittery uh, range i love that uh, the roots up there are amazing um you know they can get a bit dodgy during winter because of ice so you know you do need crampons you you do need to have all your gear with you um you know and, and ice axe and and all the good stuff but the the devil's kitchen route up to glitter is 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 one of the best and you can come down you know, other ways. Um, there's a um I forgot, I forgot what it's called now. I think it's called something buttress that you come down that you have to do some scrambling. But in winter conditions, you you know, you can't get any better than that. No. And that's that's an all day as well. You know, you, you you're talking like eight hours. Yeah. I think the funniest one
1: ever, which was where I yeah. it, it was amazing because it was like a it was a mixed feeling for me because yeah. obviously I was really worried that I'd lost a friend, but also possibly inherited the company so it was strange it was when you uh went up to the um lara grew oh, oh in scotland scotland awesome and um it was in windy conditions i remember i was back in newport and yeah. i spoke to him in the morning and you i was like how long do you reckon it had taken you gave me like an amount of hours and then i, I remember like checking my phone i'm not like, oh, familiar <laughs> and then, uh, and then yeah, i yeah. Gave, gave him a call like went through to answer the phone i was like i'd yeah. hey, be okay another hour went by another hour went by another hour went by Another hour went by, and yeah. then I think you called me at like nine o'clock at night, and um, We're still on the way down. Yeah, still, still going through down.
0: Rothy Murcus Woods. Yeah,
1: yeah. Crazy. And I remember thinking, like, at that point, though, I was like, I was getting to the point where I was like, "Do I call my in Rescue?" <laughs> like, it, yeah. it, the, the thought had started to happen that, like, like I don't know what to do. I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to create an emergency where there isn't one. But equally, I thought you'd be down like hours ago. And it was just because of the conditions, right? Well, and it was so slow. Yeah, it was, and also, like, you can look at what aspect of rep would have affected that trip.
0: Yeah, I think there, there, there's a few there. Like, route, we, we kind of definitely knew the route that we were going to go. Yeah. I think um, weather, yeah, I think we underestimated, underestimated how deep the snow was. In yeah. places, um, in Laraguru, um you, you go through, which is the, the highest mountain pass in the UK. Um, and you you basically go from end to end. I think... You know we're talking about the, the p and we look at personal i was with james um really really good friend of ours um and you know there was it was quite a big trip for him um obviously off the back of his of his father um uh, who'd recently kind of passed away and it was a big big thing for him and he invited me along which was you know very privileged really um and we went up there and and we kind of should have split it into two days but we wanted to do it in one even though it was november but it was winter conditions um you know very cold a lot of snow a lot of snow from I would say about six hundred and fifty meters up. Galara goes up to about eight hundred and ninety meters, and um, then drops down then. But the snow cover was yeah, definitely. If I looked at that, I would have thought, right, you know, we talk about lessons here. Um what would have taken us normal eleven hours took us seventeen. Mm. Um, you know, one because of um, you know, maybe James hadn't experienced that kind of stuff before. Um the the snow was was deeper than we thought it'd be. Um and I think definitely, in if we're looking at route, we probably would have split it up into two days. Yeah. You know, instead, there's a bothy there called Karua Bothy, which is is a really cool place. We were, we were contemplating just hunkering down and staying there for the night anyway, just get a fire going, having a booby. But we we decided not to. We decided to crack on and get it done, and we did. But it was a hell of a long day. But I learned a lot from that trip. I think James did too. Yeah. Of how resilient he was, and not long after that he climbed Kelly. So good on him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely going to um you know when it comes to these routes like we're talking about you know north wales or scotland or the peak district lake district there's some amazing amazing routes i mean what's the uh, you know obviously you've got something in the brecon beacons that yeah some other trackers might be familiar with so yeah so basically i've, I've put there in a few that i think would be
1: really good and i've almost got like a little bit of progression here <laughs> so um yeah i'm talking about the cmd i think that's one that if you want to really sharpen some skills yeah, and you've, you've done the winter skills training and you've learned <clears> the essentials of crampon use, ice axe use, helmet use and all that type of thing. And then you want to go and put those to the test in the UK. Yeah. CMD is, is an epic one. It's not always doable, I'll be honest with you, in winter, but it's seriously something people should look into doing if they want to do Ben Nevis. Yeah. There's two others as well that I think are really good training routes yeah. um, for winter skill stuff. The first one is one that we're very familiar with, and it's if you've been on our training weekend, you would have done it as well, Yeah, is the Horseshoe Ridge in Brecon in winter conditions. Yeah, um, We've done it in winter conditions a lot of times, and it's kind of a difference. When we think of winter conditions, we always immediately, or my mind automatically, thinks of snow. Yeah, yeah, But it's not necessarily snow battle, right? always yeah. snow. And in fact, yeah. in Wales, nine times out of ten, it's not. Yeah. You're battling high winds and rain. And mm. sort of, you, it's, it is a bit of a battle. Now, one of the reasons why I love the horseshoe is it's relatively safe. You can't get lost. Um, you know, it's a circular route, so you can end back at the car. Yeah. But you've got a steep climb up to a ridge. And if there's high winds and it's, rain on that ridge... It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. It can, you can feel like pretty damn epic mm. you know and then you can bag a few peeps on the way around and come back but it really does give you a good opportunity to kind of get out there and experience a good sort of i would say you can make it, it i've done it but it can be done between like five and a half and nine hours depending on how you go yeah. in winter conditions you're probably going to be looking around like six and a half seven um and it's really good you're getting a nice hard grueling walk i've got some videos actually of um of us that i think i'll post up there that one time when i was coming down jacob's ladder on penaman and the wind was so strong that all the water was like doing a reverse waterfall i wish we had
0: it there. i could have could have shown it but it's uh yeah i, I do remember that is that when you slipped over uh that, that was later on that was, that, one. One. <laughs> that was the exact same trip yeah so what happened then was yeah we bring that into yeah thing. we came
1: down um and we were coming down um cribbing yeah, Cribbin, yeah, the good old. And cribbing. I decided to do a kind of promotional video but Hey guys, over here training, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I slipped and landed on me arse. <laughs> so yeah,
0: was... what did you learn from that
1: experience? What did I learn from that one? <laughs> I think I probably learned that uh, I, I, I at that moment I was going off-piste. Okay. Um, and I probably learned that I would have stuck to the safe safety of the the trail. The piece second one is. Um, don't film yourself when you know it's slippery underfoot. <laughs> um, I don't know, yeah, yeah you're, you're cruising for bruises. Yeah, though, right? because yeah, the video yeah. will yeah. survive, even if you don't, and wow. people will laugh about you. Brilliant. Um, hey, look he who's on the end now, Brooke. Brooke, I'm you hey, bro- 4 Hey, Brooke. Brooke, wait. I'm a skier now. Brooke's a skier. I know. Yeah, I need to talk about Brooke, you're going to you be very proud of him. Mate. Yeah, oh, Brooke, I went there my first double black diamond, and, um, no, sorry, that was That was the gloves. gloves. Yeah, that was the gloves, yeah, yeah, yeah. But two black, diamond, yeah. No, uh, Brooke, you're not going to believe this, right? Did it green. Kind of blue, Failed it, mate. And, and you saw how I was. I did. Yeah, I it was, was how fast
0: was I? Well, literally, I think. Yeah, you know, you see those videos and the kind of the, all the faces contorted because it's so fast, so fast. It was yeah. like that. Pretty yeah. much. it was insane. Yeah. Andy said it was.
1: It was kind of weird because I started to warp time around me because I was going so fast. <laughs> like actually, I was starting to break the laws of relativity because I was approaching the speed of light. Is that what um, it was? That was what it was. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, I've seen the vi- <laughs> I've seen the video evidence, and then it didn't look. It was. It was different to that. This man's a good teacher, though. I swear he's. Um, yeah,
0: Andy uh, taught me how to ski in a few days. Brilliant. Exactly. Mate. Exactly. Well, we're gonna. You know, plenty of plenty more pieces to uh, knock. Well, you know, you can learn to go off piece next time. Uh, maybe let's get some reds first. Let's I get did get go off piece a few times. You did actually. Accidentally. No, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. um, double diamond, isn't that a beer? bright? mate you, you should you should know this you should know if that's a beer or not come on man yeah <laughs> um but no it's wonderful It's always good anywhere you get in the mountains whether it's trekking skiing mountain biking whatever you're doing climbing it's it's just great isn't it yeah absolutely. good for the soul Amazing. good for the soul
1: but um one of the others that um i yeah. put on my list as well which i highly recommend um so i've gone wales i went to scotland yeah stop in the middle okay yeah, yeah. um skiddo is a really, really good, in my opinion, a really good introduction to kind of winter yeah. trekking. It's a very well established route. Yeah. Um, you know, it's quite popular as well all year round, so there's usually some people around you. Yeah. You can't really get lost. It's overlooking um, Keswick. It's yeah. a really, really good one. What I like about it is you're pretty much going to get some snow up there. Yeah. And it's a great opportunity to throw on the crampons, get the ice axe, and go out there and have a play around in the snow. Yeah. And you can't like one of the things i love is once i've been taught how to do something is going up on my own and practicing it i love that feeling it's good to have, like it'll that'll give you more confidence right yeah like when yeah. I, the, I remember the first time i ever wore crampons and then going out on you're my like own Bambi, right yeah you're like, not... well, you you're trying to walk <laughs> like that but then yeah, yeah. but then going out on your own yeah. and just practicing what you've learned and figuring yeah. out your your way you know because everyone yeah, kind nice. of everyone's body's different everyone has to adapt a little differently to certain equipment so going out and having a play in the snow is, uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. I think Skiddle's a really good place for that.
0: Yeah, and, it's, um, you know, th- this list is, is is like so many different routes. I mean, geez, if you know, if you use an app, see so, you know, look at FatMap, um, which is a brilliant app um, that we're, we're trying to partner with FatMap, see if we can get any uh, discounts for our average yeah, yeah. We'll update you guys on that. Uh, but there are other, other apps out there as well, you know, that you can use to, to find different routes and look for inspiration. Uh, obviously, you've got OS, you've got Old Trails, You've got all these different apps, right? Um, but also as well, use the, you know, remember we had Brecken Mountain Rescue um, and they were talking, uh, what was it, just before Christmas, uh, we were doing the, um, the big dip that we did, the, the chilli dip. dip. The big chilli dip. The chilli dip. And there were, um, there's a lot of apps that you can use, obviously, for navigation, for things mm-hmm. like that, but when we look at weather, um, you know, if we're going back to the rep, um, definitely use an app I really uh, kind of enjoy using. I think it's called um, Mw. Let me just double check. Was it uh, M- M- w UK? So Mountain Weather UK. If you if you go on to, I think it's Mountain Weather. Let me just I'll tell you what, if I share this in the comments. Um, enjoy, Paul. Thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, Paul, usually, I know he's probably going to be eating his lunch while he's watching this. I because, guarantee you. Uh, whenever we have a call, he's always eating his lunch. I guarantee <laughs> you he's got his uh, fleece on. His fleece word, on. Fleece. Yeah,
1: fleece. He's got yeah. his Tupperware yeah. with like his salad in there. Yep. Yeah. And his glasses, <laughs> definitely.
0: We um, we're in the summit zone uh, that we uh, the summit zone membership where we've been working closely with a lot of our evertrackers with their training and we do like monthly group calls. Um, it's been great to, to see everyone on there. Uh, but Paul, he, he's he's been on everyone so far, and uh, it's always funny because it's lunchtime. He's eating his lunch and he's he's listening and engaging. He's <laughs> yeah. he's a great guy. Um, but yeah, so Matt Weather, I put the uh, M W I S there. Uh, the actual app is called M um, W U K. And um, just from off the back of you we know, we go back to winter skills and, and Steve, who's, you know, who we did all our training with, um, over the years. And he recommends this one above Met office and others, you know, they're all good. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Um, and you know, it is, you use that one definitely because it's, um, it's the most reliable, especially when it comes to wind and obviously wind in the mountains is, is huge, right? Because of wind chill, because especially if it's raining and, you know, your choice of route could be dependent on the wind. Um, so definitely check that app out. It's really, really good. Uh, but Dave, we have shed loads of... We have. I have um, I just sent you, a, I sent you the video. Okay. The one we wish we How had. How have you sent it to me? I slacked it. I slacked you slacked it, have you? So while I'm doing that then, Dave, do you want to... Yeah, well, I'll, questions I'll, I'll dive
1: here? into the first queue that we have. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the first question is from Dave Hampson. How's it going, Davey boy? Hey, Dave. How's it um, going? I'm on the Island Peak Adventure in April. Regards nice. ability to use all the mountaineering gear proficiently beforehand. Yeah. Is a... Is that a necessary requirement? I'm asked because I've used the gear in the past, but could be a bit rusty or am I overthinking it? Good question. So really good question, Dave. I think ultimately it never harms to have a refresher. So if you are in a situation where you're able to do a refresher course, um, you know, even if it's just a case of like throwing on some crampons and kind of getting into the habit of tying them on and putting them on correctly, it doesn't harm at all. However, I will say that you will have one of the best guides in the world helping you get up to Island Peak. Um, and there is an opportunity on the trail to kind of practice those skills as well. Definitely. So we're not going to throw you in at the deep end and expect you to know things. You'll be shown beforehand. Yeah. When you're comfortable, we move forward. Um, so yeah, I think if you are able to get a refresher course on the things that you've learned about winter, and Erin, get it done. If that's not feasible between now and April, don't panic. What you've learned will come back to you fairly quickly. And we do have an opportunity to kind of show you you know how to put the crampons on how to use them you know like the harness and how it should fit and everything like that yeah um that'll all be sort of um yeah shown to you before you're going to need to deploy it in anger so you will
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice nice i oh, i'm trying to um download your video data. that's You, right. I mean, you, you 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 uh you go on, just, mate. You go on. it's uh, not quite working but we'll yeah. um but no it's a good question yeah dave you know, any any time you spend on crampons and ice acts, if you can get out there don't you're not overthinking at all as dave said you know especially you know in april we in, in complete transparency we do get people who, who do turn up and you know climbed island peak and they haven't used crampons before which yeah. is, i know it seems a bit nuts but you know we we do have a broad um you know sort of spectrum of, of experience on our trips um and some people you know and, and the guys do can can show you that stuff but i think you know it's good to you know the more experience you have it's just be easier for you it's one less thing to think about right exactly yeah well, and um it really does help because even
1: on peaks that you've kind of done before um my trip <laughs> trip in december um you know i was fairly yeah. confident that i was that, that i knew what i was going to be doing but the weather did throw a real curveball i was yeah. explaining to andy actually last week that one of the biggest things i had was my fingertips got really really cold Um, And it was quite difficult to kind of like pull the straps on my crampons with my big gloves on. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is a way like you can do it, you know, but it's best to practice something like that. So it's, you know, second nature. And I remember thinking like, well, if my hands get much colder, that's going to be really difficult to be able to do. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I do think, though, that like, you know, just being able to put crampons on and, you know, have that be second nature and things like that makes it so much easier for you than actually Fighting on the mountain with the, against the weather and the conditions, and thinking, ah, screw it. Camp. You know, this is a, so, yeah.
0: um, Simon Stewart is a good question as well. Love descent of Mount Tupacal, 14th, 15th of January, one of our first summits of the year. Um, awesome to hear, Simon, and thanks for getting in touch with us, mate. Uh, great trip, a guide, love the hard winter ascent with crampons and ice axe. This is a hard summit day in winter, especially with 13 kilometers still to trek after the eight kilometer ascent of the summit back to Imlil. Um, yeah, winter from moderate, moderate to, to challenging Yeah, definitely um, Tucal is definitely a beast in winter I mean, obviously, yeah. Dave, you know You did in winter conditions I did not in winter, winter conditions um, Back uh, beginning of last year And yeah, it is, it is very, very tough uh, People in our group have done Everest, on, uh, Everest base camp And said the steep long ascent in winter Was harder than any days on base camp Lakeland Yeti, Simon Stewart Yeah, I, I agree big, I yeah. mean, uh, just because the a short trip Doesn't mean it's easy And I think definitely with with tube Cal and winter conditions especially in the four day it is physically a beast the altitude not so much i think the altitude wherever space camp is is definitely harder but it, the physical aspect of the of the the tube Cal weekender yeah. is definitely tougher so yeah anyone that is thinking about it i think Simon makes a good point you know don't see it as as kind of moderate it is challenging very challenging. Um, yeah you know we, we've both done the, the weekend trip and it's it's tough um you know you feel broken after it it's definitely a challenge yeah but it's a good challenge you know it's not dangerously difficult it's um you know with the right uh kind of mindset with the right fitness um obviously with the right team um you know you, you, you'll, you'll love it but it is it is difficult but you know i remember uh, looking at pictures of, of one of our first ever trips to tube i think it was kim lawley who was on one of our first winter trips in first uh obviously just after covid wasn't it um Oh, you' just looking at that, I thought, "Wow, four days!" And he said, "No, this is a beast, guys." Yeah. You know, um, you know, but it, it, the, the good thing about the weekender is, is the time. You don't need much time off work. You know, it is quite quick. Um, you know, but definitely something that if you're thinking about, it is a bit of a beast. Yeah, it's um... Um, Mike Wilkinson. See you, mate. No worries. Thanks to Vicky for sending me insurance company's info. No worries, mate. I'll pass on to Vicky. I'm sure she's uh, watching. A bit. I send her thanks, but no worries, Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. That, you, that that day after the well
1: summit day, back to Imlil. Yeah, there's absolutely no way around it. In my opinion, it's one of the toughest days that we do. Perhaps only summit night on Kili um, is yeah. comparable in yeah. terms of you know how battered you feel because yeah. Tupacal. That's one thing that people and I think even I was guilty of this before I climbed it. Was you think to yourself that I've been over a thousand meters higher than that, yeah. and you kind of get into the habit of basing the difficulty of a trek based on its altitude. Actually, is quite unique. It's yeah. so steep. Like, when you leave the refuge, you are on a steep hill yeah. till the summit. Then you're on a steep downward hill back to the refuge. Mm. And then you've got a little bit of time to kind of put yourself back together again before you head back out and go to Imlil. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an absolute beast of a day, but honestly, a massive achievement. So, um, yeah. yeah,
0: well done. Yeah, honestly, well done, mate. Paul as well. I think, um, obviously, Paul was, was on here earlier. Um, obviously talked about uh, not a question but my opinion on the question of whether winter skills training is is recommended he says 100 it it is i consider myself very experienced in trekking long distance navigation poor conditions Went on the recent skills primarily to learn about crampons and ice axes but i learned a hell of a lot more and now feel much more confident and more informed i would say it's invaluable um he's going to get a scotland trip in just to build on that experience and knowledge and yeah he did say brilliant and um good comments paul because i think yeah you're right. sometimes you you think your experience in you know in your capacity in something it's not until you, you start to learn and pick up a few more things you think geez that, that actually really helps yeah and it does it really does like anytime um you know and obviously we'll, we'll shout about the the winter skills um unfortunately the one this weekend is fully fully booked now but um you know we are be, we will run some more at the end of the year i think jerome was asking will there be one in october it's probably going to be a little bit later than that only because um October is not great for, for snow conditions but yeah. more likely even december or january we'll run them yeah um but when we release those dates mate we'll, we'll let you know awesome um but yeah it's definitely when it comes to any time and it doesn't have to be with us this is any training company any guiding company in the uk that does these stuff it's so valuable um obviously we'd always love you to use us but we know we've got specific dates but if you do go on other training courses do them it really really makes a difference and um you know, it gives you that confidence that you'll have a, a great time wherever you go. Hundred percent, definitely. Um,
1: Jerome was also asked, "Does uh, yeah, yeah. the Winter Skills Week um cover the use of crampons?" Hundred percent does. Yeah. um As uh, Paul said, though, you know, it does cover the use of the the basics, and a lot of yeah. people they focus on like crampons and ice axes, <laughs> helmets, harnesses, and that's natural because that's equipment you've never used before. Yeah. And when you've not used something, you kind of, it's a bit frightening or a bit like concerning. But the depth of knowledge that Steve and his team and, you know, lots of other guys that run these types of experiences have yeah. is immense. You know, you learn so much about, you know, survival, about, you know, how to function and, you know, do well. Have in the conditions. Yeah. Nav. It's all good. The navigation is critical as well because mm. in the bad weather, if you don't know where you're going mm. um, and the clouds come in, you can get real stuck real quick yeah. one of the crazy things and you can google this um you know the appalachian trail that goes through um north america like past, yeah, it yeah. goes past new york and things yeah. like that do you know how new many york people State? die like meters from the trail yeah it's crazy they, they leave those trails yeah. to go into to go to toilet so we're not talking we're talking yeah. minutes away they get disorientated and they never get back to the trail it's it's crazy if those people had a map and a compass in their pocket yep. and a little bit of knowledge on how to actually orientate themselves and, to, and take a bearing, they would get back to the trail without any worry at all. Yeah, And that's the importance of just being able to know something as simple about being able to take a bearing. You know, you, you, it, it's, you're able to do it in zero visibility. Yeah. As long as you can see the map and your compass, you can take a beer in and orientate yourself and know exactly which direction you're facing, so you can get back to where you need to. It's amazing. Back to the path.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it happens, doesn't it? I mean it does. You know there'll always be, you know, these kind of things that do occur, but I think they could certainly be minimised if, if everyone was on the same page with it. You know, but um, it is. Yeah, uh, Adam is uh, Adam Martin makes, makes a good point. The night hiking is great practice. Yeah, it, yeah. it is actually. Yeah, because uh, you know you're not you've you've got limited kind of um, references, points of reference. So you've got to be on it with your nav. Um, obviously you've got the digital navigation tools which are great tools but yeah um worked in uh, you know that in tandem with uh, the old school way is is definitely the way forward that we promote definitely yeah a um, well, map doesn't run out of batteries that's true that's true actually you know? <laughs> but that, uh, that's a good quote you should put that on a t-shirt yeah yeah that doesn't yeah that'd be great um yeah but uh, oh hey everyone uh, sorry been working it's diane hey diane how you doing mate hope all is hey, well you, um yeah so just i think bry was uh, was talking about this and i think you briefly touched on it earlier topical question when we went to ebc a couple of years ago it was so cold that bladder pipes were freezing is that mm. a metaphor right um <laughs> that happens with age <laughs> <laughs> uh, do they freeze on the Killy trip or have i wrapped mine in pipe lagging for nothing they freeze they certainly do yeah
1: they freeze yeah. um in fact when i went there as well and this is unusual on Killy, my actual bladder froze um so the water in my bladder all oh, right i thought you meant yeah your, your yeah no hormones. no my actual yeah, right. my, my my bag, <laughs> my bag bladder froze. so not just the pipe which yeah. which will freeze in like on tuba in december that froze within four minutes not october was it yeah I, 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 those, <laughs> those, those, that was hilarious we realized that those of you that watched the video the first video that we released where i was talking about being back in morocco yeah i said I'm, i said i was previously there in april and now i'm back in october and i was like it was december like you I don't must know why. On some drugs or I don't. Uh, I was altitudeed. Um But yeah, Brian. My recommendation is um, yeah, lag it. Do whatever you can to kind of look after it. Yeah. Um, but also maybe bring like a little flask or something like that that you can put water in so it won't freeze or hot water in there or something yeah. makes a big difference. But normally the guides on Killy as well, um, they bring a flask of hot water so they can
0: give you a nice drink. We had one at Stella Point. More, more lag in there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And 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 Brian, there's actually um, because. Uh, my skiing backpack, what I use, I bought like five, six years ago. It's actually got an insulated, um, basically, uh, the, the kind of strap that comes down here. So, <laughs> hip cask. Um, definitely, the hip flask won't freeze. You know, luckily, mm-hmm. uh, whiskey um, uh, has a low, very low freezing point. Um, but yeah, uh, sorry, the, the, the strap that comes over is insulated, and there are some of those out there now. Um, if any of you have used any specific bags for trekking or climbing, the, that's got the insulated um, kind of strap here, definitely post them because I uh, the one I've got is built for skiing, but I know there's certain ones from the hiking and trekking and climbing point of view that mm. you can use them for, um, you know, that, that basically will do that. And insulators so much they won't freeze. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, I think as, as as technology is going on, um, you know, there's certainly, that would be an awesome, like, addition to any, like, good Osprey bag, wouldn't it? You know, all the, all the ones we use for base camp and killing. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, my water froze as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and thinking what would be, you know, because that happens and it can happen. What can we use instead of that, like to stop it? Like, would you like a flask? Take a flask, maybe? Yeah, or lukewarm or, water. Or... Yeah, like, so, because they've been.
1: Most of the time, you get away with just a, like if you're going to grab a bottle of water, whether it be in a flask or a yeah. bottle, and you just put it in your bag um, and then just like wrapped it in like a, a base layer or a fleece or something. Almost certainly if it's in your bag, it's, it's going to be protected um, from freezing solid. Yeah. Um, also, what mostly happens, yeah. um, it's quite rare for the actual body of water you carry into freeze solid, It's the pipe freezes Yeah. and the moisture in that pipe turns to ice and then you can't get any water through it. That's most of the time what happens. Um, so water that's kept in your bag and stuff like that is fine. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think if you're going out on a really cold day, you can't be a hot drink. So bring it, you always have a flask of coffee with you when you go I out do. in the... in I the...
0: love my coffee. I think it's, you know, something, especially, you know, if you if we're driving, <laughs> alcohol in the bladder because alcohol won't freeze. Well, if it keeps you hydrated, Brian... <laughs> I mean, haven't yeah, no, that, your, yeah, your yeah.
1: beer froze in Andorra just gone.
0: Yeah, well, that was, yeah, it was it was cold. It was like minus 12 without the wind. And we were, I had a beer outside for, for lunch and, uh, you know, as you do, you know, on a ski trip, right? And um, yeah, the, the kind of froth rose on the top, and I was like, "That's it was like a beer, It was
1: like a beer float.
0: It was, it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of interesting. But I, I've, I've had that happen a few times. Awesome. Um, on the track though.
1: Tom Carroll has said, just booked yeah. Gulf for November twenty twenty five. Is that deemed a winter climb? Uh, pretty much. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I went in December, and it was definitely a winter climb. Yeah. November, you kind of, it, it depends. I would say it's on the border between a sort of. <clears throat> Yeah, I would say be prepared for winter climbs is the best answer I can give you. You may not have snow as of yet, uh, but it's almost certainly going to be quite cold on the mountain. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I would say November is one of those where you're kind of coming into the winter period. So it really does depend on the the weather at the time as to whether it's going to be really cold or quite warm. Um, I would definitely say if I was going in November, um, particularly if it's mid to
0: end November, that I'd be preparing for winter conditions. Definitely. Cause it can happen. I mean, there was another question. I think it was from Ian actually, uh, I'm doing tube cal end of August. I still be required to use crampons. You know, in August, it is pretty warm. I mean, you know, you never say never, uh, cause I've been in May and it was full winter conditions. I know people like in October sometimes, but for me, it, if it's in August, highly unlikely, probably 99 times out of a hundred, you won't need crampons at that time of the year, just because it's um, so warm. Um, I mean, it's, it's rarely snow on the peak at that point. Um, Like even, yeah, even kind of this week, it didn't look like there was any um, snow on the peak, just because it hasn't had any precipitation there. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're looking for winter conditions, let us know. We can obviously move you to a different date. Mm -hmm. But um, I think August, yeah, is definitely more going to be about the scrambling, about the rocks. Uh, But you never know, of course. I mean, you know, it it can happen. The weather's been crazy the last couple of years. But yeah, just just in terms of the normally what the conditions would be. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Uh, I think Diane's going to end of August as well. And yeah, if you go in end of August, yeah, it's highly likely not going to be any snow up there. It's, it's, it's highly likely to be a frying pan. Yeah, it's going to... Especially <laughs> right. lower down, it's going to be... It's going yeah. to, it's, it's,
1: that's part of the challenge. It's, it's more
0: warm than the cold.
1: Yeah, ice towel, I'd recommend. Mm. It depends how you are. Some people are totally fine. They love yeah. the warm weather and they actually love it, you know, and it's like great. For me, the, more, the warm weather is more of an obstacle than the cold weather. Yeah um so yeah like things like the ice towel and keeping cool and layering correctly so the base layers you know are helping me wick sweat away and stuff like that
0: yeah uh chris collings as well hope all is well chris uh, hey, yes. i actually caught one of these live for a change usually catch up on the podcast spotify oh chris but yeah good great to have you on as always um i know you've been part of the evertrekker community for, for a long time now uh but what is it he said i uh, presume cold conditions will be an issue for an ebc trip on 6th of may well actually mate um Anytime you've got a base camp, it's gonna be cold, especially like near base camp. Mm-hmm. Um obviously May's, you know, you're creeping towards the summer months, so it is slightly warmer, but it can it still drops below zero. The only time I've ever yeah.
1: had real big snow on a trip April. was April into April. May. Yeah, yeah, I think it was, the it was like first of May or something, was the end of our trip. Yeah, it was, yeah, there was snow. And uh yeah, we yeah. and we had big snow at Feriche. Um and uh anyway, we actually had a snowball fight at very a about of labs that is having a snowball fight at above four and a half thousand meters uh
0: yeah you realize after you throw a few you're like and this is on the way down and you, you know you're acclimatized by this point but still you are throwing. It it's like it's a lot harder having a snowball fight yeah at four and a half thousand meters it is yeah it's, it's, a, it's like a full-on sort of american football
1: game at that stage in yeah. terms of the athletic requirements to uh, to do it but yeah. no yeah i would say yeah andy's dead right with ebc you know and it's definitely going to be below zero um, as you get higher in altitude I would say the first three four days of the trek during the day Yeah. you know it could be shorts and t-shirt weather stuff like that Um, but yeah you know what do we always say prepare for all four seasons all four seasons you know Yeah. you don't want to get caught eh? and it's the Himalaya it's unreliable you
0: know like that's great though isn't it i like yeah maybe miss be missing the himalayas we need to get back out there we have uh, yeah. we got our first trips going in march hopefully we're able to get out there in may potentially in june but that's kind of another new trip thing yeah um whilst we're talking about new trips i know i, I believe uh what was it i think it was jerome actually any news on possible mont long trekking yeah yeah so jerome we've we've got mont pretty mont much Blanc, I think so. wow. <laughs> we've been working very hard on that uh, very very hard um so to, to set that up and make sure it's all good to go so yeah we're not far away we we're, we're, we're still planning on releasing it in january hopefully um you know so we we got a lot of we've had a lot of emails a lot of phone calls about people who want to book onto mont blanc circuit mm. um yeah we're really excited we got the almost the itineraries almost sorted and then we put it on the website because um this was one of the the kind of biggies that we wanted to do after um raising the investment through CEDARS. Um, yeah, we've literally, in the last 24 hours, just had the dollars through for that. So, yeah, we're, um, we're obviously going to be uh, pushing forward with um, launching that soon as, mate. Yeah. Definitely, we, we've had a lot of people, a lot of interest. We know, you know, like, obviously, you know, we've only got to think about what we'd like to do. But we know at is, Um a lot of people have been interested on in doing more in the Alps. Yeah. And, um, you know, in France and Italy and Switzerland, you know, doing the circuit, tocal. Tubecal, Told them about It's near the Alps. It's near the Alps, yes, <laughs> but it's not far, I know It begins with a T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's not far away, Jerome. honestly, mate, we'll, we'll we'll let you know as soon as that's there. And yeah. um, we know obviously appreciate everyone's patience with us for that. Um, like always, we don't like to just release products out there willy-nilly. We need to make sure it's good and up and ready for you know what we think is 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 an evertrekker trip. Um, yeah. you know, because these things, you know, they cost money and we want to make sure that you guys have an awesome trip. Um, so we want to make sure that's there first before we release to. Yeah. Um, but we got a few bubbling, but uh, you know, and just under the surface. Um, but we're yeah, we're going to be launching a lot of trips this year. I yeah. <laughs> we got a lot. We got a lot coming. So we're honestly we're really excited and yeah, um, certainly get some sort of test pilots and um, you know on some of these trips anyway, just so they they can give us feedback and we can tune them a little bit like we've done with some of our other trips. Um, Keep you updated. You know, I've been holding that in for so long. <laughs> And I thought, well he's talking, I'm gonna get it. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was gonna say mate, I, I thought my you know, I that was no, an no, interesting answer. No, I, I was
1: very interested in the trips, particularly uh, you know, <laughs> stuff in the Alps and stuff like that. But
0: um That's the sort of thing you do a Gorak maybe you're struggling to breathe.
1: Yeah, I know. Well all of a sudden I did I did feel like I was at altitude, then I was like, I gotta yawn, I gotta yawn, I gotta yawn. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> is that one? Yes, wow! One. Um, Mate, you Mate, take some deep breaths. Get the oxygen in there. Uh, Mark, you any anything planned in the Zermatt region? You've been there when you went. Yeah, yeah. So it's a um, beautiful, beautiful. Were you place. hiking, or were you doing that special kind of downhill hiking when you were there?
0: Yeah, it was downhill stuff. Downhill, yeah, yeah with were, yeah. Were were the extra long boots on. Uh, they were long boots, and yeah. there was definitely uh, a beer there. Also. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, yeah. So with the Zermatt region, there's the, the Alps. Is obviously there's a lot going on the Alps, right? There's so many different routes um yeah there's obviously uh as, as Joe mentioned the matterhorn uh yeah there's there's going to be some big trips coming out there i don't want to I, I, I don't want to kind of say exactly what it is and yeah, don't let be... them bait you mate that's what they do they and, uh, try and get you and to Marks, drop he's, them in
1: he's done well there. he's done well he's, he's,
0: he's he, thrown out the bait he, he, i almost pissed to on that he, one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no uh, in the alps there'll be a lot a lot of uh good trips to do there guys um over the next few years and we want to keep the evertrekker community busy and make sure you're uh, you're ticking these things off your bucket list and yeah if there's certain things in the Azure that you want to do mm-hmm. uh, it'll be very very quick um you'll be able to book on that this year definitely um yeah but more more so we want to do just because it's been planned there's there's obviously a, there's at least six that we we're, we're looking to to launch in the next couple of months yeah um, new trips which is really good and some of them um you know are going to be also in regions we already run trips like something we've we're passionate about and obviously where ever trek start was in nepal um, you know, and I know we've got a lot of trips around the world now, but we've got some new ones in Nepal as well coming, so yeah, we're very excited about putting mm-hmm. those out to, to our avatracker Tracker community, um, as well as the new ones in the Alps as well. Because obviously, you know, we get to go out there and test them, make sure they're all good, uh, get our test pilots on them, so yeah, you'd be, um, you'd be definitely the first to hear whatever happens with that 100%. Oh, nice. Um, any other questions, Dave? I know, we, um, I know we've covered pretty much think, a lot of things, I mean. Any other questions that come up around winter trekking, guys? Because obviously, we've, um, for instance, we've had questions before around okay, um, I'm going to, uh, you know, Ever Space Camp uh, certain times of the year. We've had questions around down jackets. What about winter trekking, then, David? Down jackets? I mean, would you take, you know, your, your kind of like micro light Alpine RAB, or would you take something bigger, like bigger than um, off, yeah. the mountain equipment like yeah.
1: that? Yeah, yeah, that's the jacket that I've been using for a little while okay. now um the Mountain equipment light line I think it's a really really good down jacket for cold conditions that'll kind of do you for like a good mid-range yeah you know so it starts when it gets cold and it'll take you right up to like freezing yeah um I've used it on Kilimanjaro um in February I've used it on Tupacal in December uh I've used it in Andorra in January it's really really good anywhere
0: that's cold right yeah
1: and one of the things <laughs> that so i've got um a couple of different down jackets and most of the ones that i buy that i wear day-to-day are like the lighter ones you know yeah. like so the one everyone knows and understands is is that wrap micro light one yeah which is it's really kind of designed for those conditions where it's 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 cold but not freezing yeah and if you get into a situation where it's actually you know minus 10 um maybe there's you know quite um quite high wind chill yeah. or low wind chill I'm not sure which one is correct but either way it's high wind chill yeah high wind chill <laughs> you're going to want something that's loftier the that traps a lot more heat yeah. that keeps the core temperature warm because we actually had it in 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 andorra this weekend we it was so cold in Andorra that you can feel the core temperature go down. Oh, and yeah. that's not something that you can kind of raise quickly by just putting a jacket on. Yeah, It takes time to warm up from that. Yeah. Um, and it's not very pleasant when you actually start to lose core temperature because you'll get cold, lethargic. Yeah. You know, It's really difficult to function well. So my thing is, if it's cold, then you need a down jacket. If you need a down jacket, you need a good one.
0: Yeah, well, Mike was saying that. He's, he's recently bought one. Awesome, awesome, mate. Yeah, the light light is brilliant. I used it on Andorra as well. It's very, very it's good. So, I mean, he such her, good it? deals on it as well. Yeah, it's quite it's, it's, it's quite good value. Quite is good value. Not, I mean, not not compared to the Rab uh, Infinity Pro Endurance we used to have with hydrophobic down. Mine's gone. But I know I can't believe it's somewhere in Nepal, isn't it? Somewhere in
1: Nepal, that one, yeah, that's a really um, good jacket. I think the Rab Photon or something like that might be the equivalent to that one yeah, now. It is, um, but yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, uh, actually, Adam's beat me to it. Would a seven hundred fill North Face be okay? Yeah, seven hundred fills are pretty good. Pretty I think good. seven to nine hundred fill is kind yeah. of where you are for like pretty, you know, really cold, lofty. Yeah,
0: you know, you're looking pretty good. Pretty yeah.
1: big. I would say, yeah, that's really good. Um,
0: who's this chap that's just joined? <laughs> I don't know, but I I, I think his, um, it looks like a bit of a spud, uh, to be honest. <laughs> hey, spud, how you doing, mate? Um, yeah, Doug Smith. Um, yeah, he's he booked into the winter skills. It's going to be windy Sir on Edmund Sunday. Sir Edmund Spuddery. Sir Edmund Spuddery. Uh, Chris makes a good point. Um, it's something, yeah, I want to address. I'm always really impressed with the support Evertrack provides, but are you worried that as you increase the volume of trips offered, you might lose the focus on quality of each trip, Chris. You know what, mate? Great question.
1: It is, and um, to be honest, we're happy to accept the fact that the more trips we do, the worse they'll get. Uh, no, no, honestly, no, Chris, no, no. We no, we, no. we talk about it a lot, Chris. Don't we? Inside, we always say, like,
0: yeah, it, it's one of those that you know. Obviously, as, as any any kind of business grows, you you know you want to maintain that quality. As as we've you know we've started from zero, and now we're obviously on you know way further along the journey. We've uh, you know we've got you know literally thousands of customers now, which is is amazing um and yeah certainly we've always and, and this is why we don't kind of release trips willy-nilly we we take our time we make sure they're good before we release them um but yeah and, and as we've, we've kind of grown we've grown our team and, and you know we we try to make sure that the quality is there i mean for us we're, our goal is to never lose that quality because yeah, if we do it's you know it it, it wouldn't be an evertrek trip yeah. um you know and you know we've we've made some mistakes along the way you know we we've we've done things we've released some itineraries that haven't quite worked and you know, we, we want to make sure that they're as good as they can be, but we're always looking to be flexible and, and, and change things up as and when they don't work. Um, and that's an evolution, really. And I think that comes from our community by, you know, the the kind of the both-way stuff and, and people there are slow, like, oh, you know, I kind of that doesn't really fit with the trip. And we're like, cool, okay. So then we'll go out there and we'll do it ourselves and we'll look at it and we'll go, actually, you know what? I agree. Let, let's change that up. And I think we've done that a few times now. Yeah. So, yeah, but um, honestly, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a concern that, you know, Anyone would have, um, but yeah, Chris, uh, you definitely get on those trips, mate. Uh, you know, and 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 let us know how how, how good they are. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, they're they're great. And and don't forget, this is adventure travel. I mean, um, you know, it's very different to certain type of holidays. I think there's always going to be some things that um, you know we'll have. Uh, you know, they're always going to be challenging. They're always, you know, the altitude and the mountains. Obviously, we're quite niche in terms of where we offer them. But yeah, we're not going to sacrifice the the awesomeness of the uh, the trips. Just so we can release new ones, we want to make sure they're good, you know. Because otherwise, you know, we're trackers, we're, we're 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 climbers like like you guys. We want to we want to enjoy them as well, you know. And if if we don't enjoy them, we're like we're not offering these anymore.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, um, we, we don't yeah. want to offer. We don't just want to offer a trip for the sake of offering a trip, you know. Like yeah, we, could, exactly. we we could easily launch, you know, one or two trips a month if we didn't run the quality checks and stuff like that. But funny enough, I was watching The Martian last night really you know he said i uh, fancy climbing some mountains out there maybe. yeah well Olymp- <laughs> olympus Mons, twice, olympus Mons, Jeez. twice the size of everest but um but it was quite funny like there was a little bit in there and it's about when they're talking about having to launch the supply rocket and they say how long do we how long do we normally take to do checks and they're like two weeks and he was like well we're not doing the checks that's and, and, that. and, yeah and, yeah, and, that's and then true. the guy's like yeah but that that might you know ignore a problem and then the probe explodes yeah, yeah. and Thinking about that, that's like kind of like us with our trips. We could launch them without doing the checks, but then a customer could go on them and that trip could explode. Yeah. Um but the, the uh, fact uh, that we take our time every time, yeah, um, and make sure that certain criteria are always, you know, checked off. Yeah. Um, and it's a trip that we would like to do ourselves. Because that's how it always started, wasn't it? We think to ourselves
0: In the beginning, yeah. I mean, yeah. now we, you know, obviously the you know that there's a lot that comes from the community and we're like, oh, we'd like to go here, we'd like to go here. And you know, part of the, the planning and, and, and all the different things we've done, you know, like when we first uh, launched our test pilot uh, program, which I think was early 2019. And I think we had like 150 test pilots, but when we asked what trips would you be interested in? And we put some stuff out to the community, and then we've all all, all used all that feedback. Um, s- similar to here, you know, we, we talk about specific things on here, on the Tuesday tuning. And, and you know, if new ideas come up, we're like, you know what, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Yep. Um, it's a good questions, so. though. <laughs> I love what Bryce said. I have a decent down jacket with Evertrek written on it that a bloke sold me on a night I'm in Cardiff. I know. I remember that. I was gutted. I was back in 2019, and some guy stole a woman. Who knows? Um, but clearly, if, uh, if Bryce got it. Uh, but no, yeah, someone had it in the midst, and it's got Evertrek. Mm. And who knows where that is, right, Bryce? No, um, like, I've lost one day. I know. They seem to be... They. they Clearly got value, guys. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my,
1: I actually think mine was accidentally packed by someone in the Tuk yeah, Refuge. Definitely. I think it was picked up and stuffed and they left with it. Well, if you see anyone with ever
0: trek on it, you know, it's yeah. all good, right? Question all, them, question them. <laughs> Where did you get that from? Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's all good. Um right, so we've yeah, we've been chatting for about an hour now, but I hope today has been useful. I've just chatted about winter conditions, all the good stuff. Um, you know, around trips and, and, and trekking and winter, like whatever you do. You know, get out there, have an awesome time, stay safe. Um, obviously, go back to what we talked about, which is the, the rep, W-R-E-P, mm-hmm. um, and all the, the reasons and all the things, you know, the equipment, the weather, um, yourself, uh, you know, your route, all the different things. But enjoy it. Uh, obviously, post your pictures. We want to see how you're getting on. We'll be posting them this weekend. I'll be with Spud. Um, hey, Dave, let's see the top you are wearing. Look smart yeah the beating heart of nepal beating heart of nepal it's nice
1: mate so I, it. I wonder who got you there i don't know some, <laughs> some guy that obviously knows him
0: good man christmas you know. yeah. Christ- go christmas gift from andy happy yeah. <laughs> it's not bad eh no it's cool um all right well yeah uh, as jerome says au revoir have an awesome week whatever you're up to spud i'll see you on thursday um yeah and everyone else stay safe for the Marians um we'll be back next week with another tuesday tune in but yeah dave uh any last words? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I know I can't, I can't have said everything Yeah, though. exactly. Brilliant. Now have an awesome day, guys. See you soon. Bye. 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 Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. I must say, you were
1: brilliant on that episode,
0: Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, try to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye